Hi guys, welcome to Resilient You, a podcast where we share stories of overcoming, self-growth, and finding our way through struggles big and small. I'm your host, Annie Blade, a Michigan native girl with big dreams who wants to help you uncover yours. Stay tuned for the episode. What's up, you guys? Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode of Resilient You. Today, we are talking all things trusting yourself. Specifically, how do you learn to trust yourself again after you have gone against your own word and failed yourself? It's really hard to believe someone externally when we have a friend or a relative or whoever that tells us they're going to do something and then they repeatedly don't. We lose trust in that person naturally. So when we do this with ourselves and we're a hundred, we're with ourselves a hundred percent of the time, it's really, really hard to learn to trust ourselves again. So this is something I want to talk about because this is something I've had to rebuild for myself slowly and consistently over time. And I'll go over for some of the things that I've struggled with in this realm. So in the past, I've broken my trust with myself on little things in high school, such as like I don't know, not doing homework when I told myself was when I was going to do it. And I've also broken this by repeatedly trying to go to the gym in the past and then eventually giving up on that. There's a few different reasons why I didn't follow through and I'm going to touch on those really quickly first. And honestly, a lot of it is like escapist syndrome. So when we don't feel good, we want to just get out of the situation. So if I was feeling dumb in high school in my classes, maybe I just wouldn't do my homework at all, which is, you know, not great, but it is what it is. And with the gym example, that's because I gave up because it didn't end up aligning with my goals. My reasons below whatever I was doing in this situation, the gym, were very, very superficial and rooted in insecurity. And that's not a really great motivator to keep you going, especially when the going gets hard, right? So those are just a couple of examples of ways that I failed myself. Other times it's been with, you know, applying to a certain amount of jobs in a day. It could be anything. And unfortunately, failing ourselves is something we constantly do. So first, I want to talk about this negative cycle, right? So we have a goal for ourselves. We're usually very, you know, excited about it and feel motivated at first. But then at some point, if we don't have the discipline, we fall behind on that goal. This leads to what we may perceive as failure or escapism once again. So we had the goal. We stopped going after it at some point for some reason and we quote unquote fail or whatever. The next part of this is guilting ourselves instead of having a healthy mindset and trying to go at it again. And this usually leads to a really negative self-image, self-talk is not really great. And then this leads to avoidance, right? Because then we feel crappy about the whole thing. Oh my gosh, I tried, I failed again. And naturally, it's something that humans want to avoid after they've failed at something or at least feel as if they failed at something. Also, I don't really think failure is the right word, but we'll use it for the situation. So I have a few tips on getting back into trusting yourself after you've broken your trust And it may be repeatedly over and over and over to the point where you don't even see yourself as a successful person. But 
worry not. There is a way to build trust because this is something that I've done. I've come from a very broken place, not believing I was consistent, disciplined, or anything to coming to this place of growth and realizing, okay, wait, I can find good reasons that will keep me disciplined at the end of the day. I can find ways to do this. So the first step to trusting yourself again is forgiving yourself. Yes, I know. Maybe you have failed yourself a million times over, but guess what? You're with you for the rest of your life, so you might as well start banking on yourself, right? You know, having this negative self-image of yourself isn't going to help you in the long run. Even though you may have made mistakes, you need to realize that you're a human being and that's totally okay. And unfortunately, one of the side effects of being with yourself 100% of the time is you notice 100% of your mistakes. So it's up to you to rewrite how you view these quote-unquote failures or mistakes. So forgive yourself. Maybe it's something you have to do over and over and over, but the first step is fostering that forgiveness and saying, it's okay. I don't have to be perfect. And with that last sentence, that leads into number two, don't hold yourself to a perfectionist standard. I think a lot of us do this this at a subconscious level without even really thinking about it. I know I do. When you're always comparing yourself to the person who's best at that activity or something I saw on Instagram today, this is a good example. If you're comparing yourself to the person who works out for a living, that influencer you follow online, and you're comparing their body to your body, that's not fair because that's essentially holding your part-time, you know, fitness to the standard of someone who does it all the time for their job. And that's not fair. And we do this to ourselves all the time, all the time without even realizing that we're doing this. So really delving into your thoughts and understanding if at some subconscious or conscious level you are holding yourself to a perfectionist standard. And you can tell if you're doing this from the kind of self-talk you have. So if you go to the gym and it wasn't your best workout in the world that day and you come home and you're beating yourself up instead of saying, I did the best I could with the you know time and energy that I had today, you're probably holding yourself to a higher standard than you need to. Because on the real if we're going along with this um, gym uh, influencer metaphor, the people who post online for their whole job, all of their fitness stuff, you know, they don't post their bad days. We're only seeing their best shiz on there besides the few, few people who are vulnerable and open enough to be real and show the days where their form isn't great, even when they're an influencer. So just an example for you. And then moving on to... Number three of learning to trust yourself, you really have to align yourself with what you actually really want, but you have to hold space for quote-unquote failure. What I mean by this is that you need to make a list of goals, things that you really want to do in life, and you need to start chipping away at that. And when I say make space for that failure, I mean maybe you will try a hobby that you really think you're going to like and you ge- you genuinely end up not enjoying it after sticking it out for a while and you realize that thing's not for you, just cross it off the list as something that you tried. And you can refer to this as failure. I don't think that's the most productive thing. Just make space for if it doesn't work out. Does that make sense? So make those goals aligning yourself with what you want from your life 
But be okay if it doesn't end up being what you thought it would be because a step in the wrong direction is actually just a step forward because you just taught yourself something that you tried and you didn't end up liking. And who knows, maybe there won't be failure. Maybe there will be hardship in this new hobby or activity you want to do and then you end up really loving it. But this number three is kind of a placeholder because we do fail at things sometimes or things don't work out and that's okay. Number four, you got to create bite-sized steps to continue those activities that you're aligning yourself with. So when you're in the process of doing that new thing or activity or going on the path that you want to in life, you really can't swallow a pizza whole, right? You got to eat it slice by slice. (laughs) So you have to make two to three goals every day or whatever amount aligns best with you, works best for you, and go after those slowly. You can't change everything about yourself in one day, one week, one month, or even one year. It really takes not expecting too much of yourself, but pushing yourself to the point daily to a space where you're growing. Something that's hard, but that's actually maintainable. When you go above and beyond, that's only maintainable for a short period of time usually. But if you are making a succinct, well-intentioned, well-aligned, and actually maintainable schedule, that's when you're going to succeed. Number five, have compassion for yourself. Oh boy, do I need to hear this one right now. (laughs) I fall short on this a lot of times. This morning I actually had a really therapeutic journal session with myself. I started journaling about my highest self, which if you haven't listened to the episode from last Tuesday, go ahead and listen to that. I speak a little bit more on what I think my highest and your highest self means, but I started journaling on this today and I didn't realize how much I needed to just have a good cry this morning. (laughs) Like I started journaling about what I thought my highest self was or is or should be. And when I read back over the passage, I was like, oh my God, I'm almost 100% of this. Maybe I'm not at the level of 100% of these traits that I wrote down that I want to be at, but I am already most of what I want to be. And it just took taking a step back, showing myself some compassion. And I even wrote in there, it sounds dumb, but like I even wrote like, I love you, Annie Blade. (laughs) You're doing great. I know you're going to get through these, you know, difficult tasks at hand because I know you and you always get through it. And I needed to hear that. (laughs) And it took me telling myself and showing myself compassion and love and appreciation for me to get my day started on the right foot by having that journal entry. Didn't even know that I needed it. And this number five, having compassion for yourself kind of bleeds into number six, which is the last one, actively loving on yourself. Also in that passage, I wrote that my highest self is my best friend, my motivator, she helps me get out of sticky situations, and that she's there for me, just like a great friend would be. And I realized that I have a lot of healing to do with my relationship with myself. It's almost like there's two me's. There's the perfectionist me, and then there's the real me that has to fight her. And that doesn't really leave any space for a motivated me and 
a me that loves on me. So I have to replace that perfectionist with a realist, but also someone who's a little bit of a hard hard ass because I love the motivation that the perfectionist brings, but I don't need the guilt. I can leave that behind. That serves no purpose in my life. And that's pretty much all I have for you. I always say that. (laughs) That's all I have for you guys today. Short and sweet. Something that's relevant to me and I really hope is relevant to you. I encourage you guys to have faith in yourself and forgive yourself and trust yourself again. I know it's really hard, especially when we've come from really dark places in the past. And sometimes it's even really easy to forget how far we've come already. I, even a few years ago, was in such a dark place and I'm in such a new light mindset that even when I get into trials now, it's, I don't really remember how far I've already come. And it's a really good reminder to do that. And please (laughs) accidentally write yourself a love letter because that's what I did today. Write about what your highest self would be and then read back and see how much of that you've already accomplished. I love you guys so much. I will talk to you next Tuesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and felt that it brought value to your life, please feel free to screenshot it and share it to your Instagram story. And be sure to tag me at AnnieBleed underscore, at ResilientViewSquad, and also the guest that I had on if I did have one on this episode. If you would also be so kind, please feel free to run on over to the Apple Podcast app so you can give me a five-star reading and leave a thoughtful review if you feel compelled to. I always love hearing your guys' feedback. Thank you so much for listening again, and I will see you next Tuesday. Stay resilient, squad.